Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I wanted to go over some very interesting data and uncover kind of a secret document that shows you this time is not different. And I think it's going to lead to the stock market declining substantially. And I think they're completely off sides. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of average Joes and Janes, a lot of average Americans out there that have the majority of their net worth, let's say in a 401k, are going to get crushed, just like they got crushed back in 2008. But before we get into this kind of secret document, let's go right over to CNBC, and I'll show you kind of the vibe on Wall Street right now. Really, I, I think oblivious to what's going on, at least part of Wall Street. So title, somebody has it wrong on U.S. recession risks as oil, gold, and treasuries diverge, fund manager says. And this guy should know better. I mean, come on, you're managing a hedge fund for heaven's sakes? I mean, I know that there's like thousands of hedge fund managers. It's, it's like calling yourself a, a CEO if you've got like a lemonade stand. But <laughs> you would assume that a hedge fund manager that they have on CNBC is going to have I mean, at least, you know, what, four or five billion in assets, uh, maybe more. But key talking points, markets are confused over the risk of a recession hitting. See, for me, markets are not confused. This dude might be confused, but markets are not confused. I'll go into that in just a minute. He says, someone has it wrong. Falling oil prices and rising gold prices indicate growing recessionary fears, but 10-year treasury yield jumped on Friday amid hopes of a soft landing. What? Uh, okay. So let's go over and check the 10-year treasury yield. Just go back to their homepage, just bragging to Josh how fast my internet is. Is it is no longer fast for some reason. <laughs> okay, so let's go over to the 10-year treasury yield, which as we speak right now is 4.25%. 4.25%. It is true. That's up maybe 10 basis points. But what that means is it's 100 basis points lower than the overnight rate. <laughs> than Fed funds, a hundred basis points under, and somehow we're we're supposed to think that the well the, the market can't decide what's going to happen. Look, interest rates are climbing on the ten-year Treasury yield. Yeah, they are. They are climbing by ten basis points to one hundred. They're climbing to one hundred basis points lower than the overnight rate which tells you what about the economy. It tells you the exact same thing that oil prices, and according to you, gold prices are talking about. And that's a growing indication of recessionary fears. This guy is the CIO of Livermore Partners. Says somebody has it wrong here. And, really? Like, I don't know how you could point to the bond market and say, look, look at this. The bond market is, is predicting no landing. Huh? Look at the curve. What are you talking about? The bond market is predicting a crash landing, regardless of what interest rates have done or yields have done over the last couple of days. I mean, this is how could you look at a 100 point or a 100 basis point inversion and say that 
that that is predicting a no landing. It, it This is just complete crazy talk. So here's a quote. The outlook was, of course, that the Fed's going to look at cutting rates because they see a soft landing approaching. And it looks like on the surface it is. So again, I just, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but this is astonishing that someone... <laughs> That's supposed to be an expert could actually say this out loud. They they probably told him to say this, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll kind of be a, a team player here." But just to make sure we're all clear, he's saying that although the curve is a hundred basis points inverted, because it's gone from four fifteen, talk about the treasury, uh, the ten year treasury, from four fifteen up to four twenty five. Well, that means that the market's predicting that the Fed is going to pull off a soft landing. That, that's literally what he is saying. So they talk about the non-farm payrolls outpaced. And actually, Josh, write that down because we need to do a story on that. I heard Snyder talk about it. And when I researched it, uh, like he said, it, it's staggering that like 90% of the job growth is coming from the federal government. So the, I, why that's interesting on a lot of levels is I think they're juicing the numbers. And uh, additionally, I think that this could lead to a, a lot more tailwind for inflation, oddly enough. Now, I don't, I'm not predicting we have another wave of inflation right now. I think there needs to be a catalyst. But uh, when we do, I think that this will give an increased tailwind to whatever CPI increases we see, let's say, you know, at the end of 2024, moving into 2025 or, or whenever the, the cycle turns the other way. Then he it admits that underneath the surface, you see a lot of cracks. I, I don't, but see, on the surface, it's not just underneath the surface. On the surface, we see a lot of cracks. And this is the elephant in the room that for some reason, they're completely ignoring. It's just, it's staggering. So now that we have kind of this take on CNBC, the talking heads, Wall Street right now, where they, they're saying, oh, look at all this evidence that shows this time is different, right? Because let's be clear, that's exactly what they're saying. Why? Because we've never had a soft landing. We've never had no landing. So if you're claiming that there's a possibility, a, a, a high probability that we're going to have this no landing or soft landing. That's what the bond market is predicting. As insane as that sounds, if those are the words <laughs> that are coming out of your mouth, you also are implying that this time is different. The most dangerous words in investing. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists 
that are taking their investing to the next level. So let's pull up a secret document that uh, I worked very hard to find. So I, I George Gammon needs a little pat on the back right here. But this secret document isn't so secret, but it's tough to find, and very few people take the time to do it. So in that way, uh, I would say that it's uh, unknown might be a better way of looking at it. But this is from the Wall Street Journal, and it's the Wall Street Journal shedding light, giving some more data points to what this gentleman is saying right here on CNBC. So I've highlighted uh, certain parts. I'll make sure that we're going. Yeah, here's the highlight. So let's, let's look at this. Having run a veritable, that's the right word, gauntlet of threats to its health, the nation's economy is in a better place than it was just a few months ago. I mean, you guys remember Silicon Valley Bank, uh, First Republic, Signature, uh, Credit Suisse, I know it's outside the United States, but that shows the health of the bank system. I mean, all of this was just a few months ago. So back then, I mean, there were some real concerns for a recession. And what they're saying here is obviously the economy is in a much better place. The Fed solved the problem. The BTFP, the Fed had a tool for that, right? Forecasters, however, also see mounting risks. Thanks to long-term shifts in U.S. and global economic landscapes, even a little growth, what they're saying here, could lead to a resurgence of inflation, all right, which would be painful for American consumers and could cause the Federal Reserve to ride the brakes by keeping short-term interest rates high. And we've been hearing about this all the time, this debate. I mean, is the Fed going to keep short-term interest rates high because they want to fight inflation? Jerome Powell wants to be remembered as Paul Volcker and not Arthur Burns? Or are they going to drop rates? You know, what's going on here? Again, it goes back to this CNBC article. This Wall Street Journal article is really kind of getting giving us the details behind that uh, hedge fund manager's opinion, in my view. Let's keep going. With consumer spending holding up, I mean, we've heard about this all the time, right? I mean, the consumer is resilient. It's, it's astonishing how much money they're spending. It's astonishing how much credit card debt they're piling onto their balance sheet. <laughs> but they're definitely holding up. And we have seen recently that the dollar has come down slightly. So they say a weaker dollar is propelling U.S. exports and a pickup in production and investment. So these experts expect real, uh, real gross domestic, real GDP, a broad measure of economic activity adjusted for inflation to grow at an annualized rate of 2.6%. So, Josh, what are you talking about with this hard landing? Look at this. The experts are predicting that, no, 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 this is no landing. This is soft landing. 2.6% growth, not nominal, real growth. That's not a recession. And then they go on to point out, in the consensus forecast, the moderate rate of growth will generate an average of almost 115,000 jobs a month over the next year. Not fantastic, but definitely not a recession. That is you could easily put that in the category of soft landing. Now, here's another interesting data point. Forecasters put the probability of recession over the next 12 months at 23%, but that's down from 27% six months ago. So we're, 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 we're on the up and up here. 
In a survey, one in five forecasters saw a resurgence of inflation as the greatest risk facing the economy. That is more than twice the proportion who saw it the number one risk six months ago. We know that the CPI has coming down has been coming down. There's still some people that are worried about it, people at the Fed. So this makes sense. As a result, they now see little chance that the Fed will lower its target for short-term rates from the current 5.25%. They do, however, lean toward a cut to 5% by June. Now, Josh, did you get what's interesting about that article that I just went over? What did you say? I'm did sorry. You see, did you see why that article I just went over is interesting? Other than the details it was giving us and kind of the light it was shedding on the opinions of that person, that hedge fund manager on CNBC. Why was it? Uh, Josh, you weren't paying attention there, my friend. So let's go back. And for those of you who are not paying attention like Josh, let's go back and look at the word right after I stopped the highlighted bit. They do, however, lean toward a cut to 5% by June of 2008. You get the punchline, guys? Let's go to the top of this article. And this is from July 2nd, 2007. Does it sound familiar? It should sound eerily familiar. And let's just go ahead and see. And isn't it odd that the Fed funds rate was literally identical to what it is today? And back in July, June, July, they were pausing interest rates. And let's just for, I'm curious here. I wonder if back then the yield curve was inverted. Hmm. What do you think? So if we go back and look at the twos and tens from this time frame, we see that, ah, oh, yes, 2007. Would you look at that? The yield curve was inverted. <laughs> so back in 2007, you had this elephant in the room that we talk about on this channel all the time, all the time. And the arguments were identical, identical to what we hear today. For, for heaven's sakes, the Fed funds rate was even identical. When you look at the inflation argument, when you look at the resilience of the economy, the resilience of the consumer, when you look at the, the, the jobs being created, the real growth, 2.6%, not good, not great, but not too bad. Definitely not a recession. And then you guys know what the stock market did. Let's just use that as a proxy. We'll go over here to the S&P 500. So that was July, that Wall Street Journal article that I was reading from, July 2007. The S&P was right around 1455. And it looks like about, let's see, July. So February. All righty. So let's just call it six months later. The S&P 500 was down by 50% in nominal terms. You see. So one of the things that I hear on my channel all the time, and I'm sure you guys hear it constantly on podcasts from all the experts that you listen to, you hear it nonstop. And it's, and it's this argument right here that, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe this time it's different. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we will have a no landing. I mean, maybe we'll have a soft landing. I mean, the, the Fed is very, very clever. That is for sure. And this time they're going to pull it off. 
And we can see it in the data. I mean, for heaven's sakes, George, I don't know why you get on this channel constantly and talk about all this stupid doom and gloom. Would you just look at what the experts are predicting 2024 will be in terms of GDP growth? I mean, just look at this, George. They're not predicting a recession. No, they're predicting that we're going to have real GDP growth. It's not going to be negative. It's going to be positive. And by the way, George, have you looked lately at the unemployment rate? Duh. By the way, George, have you looked at the strength of the labor market recently? I mean, we just added 199,000 jobs. Just like in 2007, we were adding close to that number in July. So you get what I'm saying here, guys. All the arguments that we hear today, every single one of them are the exact same arguments that we heard in 2007. Identical. But yet what is astonishing to me is that all the experts out there in the mainstream media, on podcasts, and on Wall Street are making the exact same mistakes and ignoring the exact same indicators, the elephant in the room, if you will, that they ignored prior to the last global financial crisis. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.